The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deep cross, headed toward Freeman in! A goal by Elise Blake and the Cougars up and up on top! This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougars soccer fans. Welcome Pitchside Inside Southfield on the beautiful BYU campus in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the sixth-ranked BYU Cougars take on a WCC nemesis, the Pepperdine Waves, a team that has won four of the last five meetings between these two sides, including each of the last three get-togethers. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. My broadcast partner is former BYU player Avery Walker. And Avery, the Cougs had a chance to get a WCC monkey off their back just this past Saturday, but did not get that first ever win at Santa Clara. A draw was the result tonight. Not a must-win, of course, but uh, you can't leave too many points unearned and still hope to contend for a conference crown. It feels like a massive match against a team that has already played five ranked teams and has earned points against three of them. On top of that, Pepperdine has some players who are hoping to be a part of four wins in four tries against BYU. Yeah, my husband Jackson mentioned to me today that we hadn't beat Pepperdine in four years, and that stung a little bit. I was like, (laughs) all right, let's get to the game. We have business to take care of. No, I think it's really important for BYU to remember that this game is the most important. I know Jen Rockwood talks about that before every single game and, you know, in the week coming up to practice. And this game is no different. And uh, I know that when we play Pepperdine here, it's a little bit better because we have the the 7 o'clock kickoff, and we're not playing in – California heat under the sun at one o'clock in the, in the afternoon. So I think for BYU really to just kind of, for, you know, forget about the Santa Clara game and go after this one. California heat feels pretty good right about now, <laughs> by the way. It's, it's cold and windy as we get set for a seven o'clock kickoff. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Southfield on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to Southfield in Provo, Utah. Tonight, number six, BYU and unranked Pepperdine. BYU, one of only two unbeaten teams in women's college soccer. Their Saturday draw at Santa Clara dropping the Cougs at two spots in the latest coaches' top 25. Pepperdine, uh, 5-4-2 on the year and receiving some top 25 votes for a second straight week. BYU's record, by the way, now 10-0-1. Time now for our pre-match interview with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Brought to you, as always, by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. And we talked about the uh, phase of the season in which BYU currently finds itself more or less halfway through, league play underway, and facing the WCC's top two threats to BYU in the first two matches of their conference campaign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just always want to challenge yourself, and you don't have any control over how the conference schedule plays out. But, yeah, we're looking forward to playing Pepperdine at home. I think it'll be a great matchup. Pep's played you well the last number of years. Yeah, they've had a number. There's no question about that. So I I know our seniors are are anxious to have another shot at them um, because they have got us the last – few times and uh you know they're they're always a strong defensive team tim does an amazing job uh year in and year out with the program he recruits great kids and he um, has them pretty well organized so you know hopefully we'll be able to uh, find some gaps in their defense you know they have a lot of weapons that they can always score but you know it's it's really hard to put a 
put a ball in the back of the net against him. And, you know, we've certainly struggled uh, doing that over the last several years. Both you and Pep have played uh, a very good non-conference mm-hmm. schedule. This will be their sixth game, I think, against a ranked team this year. Yeah, you know, they've always, uh, Tim always challenges them in the non-conference, and that's why they're always so prepared for conference time. And, uh, you know, we feel like we've played a pretty good competitive uh, conference as well. I mean, non-conference as well. And um, I think the girls are just anxious to be at Southfield again. We love playing there, and we've spent a lot of time on the road. So it's, it'll be nice to be home for the next three games. You didn't play Pepperdine a lot before you joined the WCC, but a little bit. So you've known mm-hmm. Coach Ward for a long time, obviously. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a great guy. I have a lot of respect for him. We kind of started... Uh, coaching uh, around the same time he started the Pepperdine team up and has been there the whole time similar to me so yeah he's he's definitely a good guy and uh, has had a lot of success okay what do you want to see uh tightened up from Saturday to today in terms of things you'd like to improve on from Santa Clara Mm, I think I just would like us to play a little quicker um make quicker decisions and have confidence going forward um I thought we moved the ball really well against Santa Clara probably as well as we ever have uh, when we've played them a lot of possession and, and a lot of opportunities in attacking third and uh, we just weren't sharp enough in the attacking third something we worked on the last two days and you know we we prepared for a couple different formations and uh, we'll we'll see you know we won't know what we'll play until we get out there we'll always start with our our formation that we've had a lot of success with and and see how that goes but um we we want to be able to change things up a little bit but i think just speed of play just making quick decisions looking for opportunities to go 1v1 that's where we've had a lot of success with your base being a four-one-three-two, how do you feel your team has kind of slid into now the uh, the four-two-three-one you've been using on occasion? Yeah, you know, we knew uh, coming into conference that uh, you know by halfway through the season, teams have been able to see you play a little bit more, and we just wanted to give a maybe a different look. So we've worked on it a little bit in non-conference play, and and actually played a lot of it in Santa Clara, and it, it had a gave us a lot of success in the midfield, and um, you know it's just something that maybe they're not used to us doing. We haven't played that for a couple years now. And you just want to be able to attack in different ways and, and highlight different space uh, depending on what your opponents give you. How do you interpret the fact that you've scored 21 of your 31 goals after halftime this year? Um, the girls do a really good job of making adjustments and, and listening to just, you know, we try and pick out a couple things at halftime. And and um, they've, they've been really good at making those adjustments. And, and I think, too, just the momentum of wearing some teams out, I think, has been helpful. We we press a lot, we attack a lot, and I, I think sometimes we can wear our opponents down a little bit and gaps open up a little bit more in the second half. Are you desirous of stronger starts? Or are you okay because it's a 90-minute game? We'll score when we score. We'll score when we score, but we still are always trying to score you know, first and score two goals in the first half, mm-hmm. and that's something that hasn't changed. And you know, We've got off to some early goals, um, but uh, you know, we'd like to be a little bit more consistent there. I think this group has started off really strong in every game we've played this season, even though maybe we haven't scored as early as we would have liked. Look we've enough, looked yeah. really good, and uh, we've been consistent in, in our starts. And, uh, you know, I think, like I said, that wears out teams and carries over and builds confidence. And the girls have been mature enough not to, to panic and just believe that it's going it's to come at some point. Okay. You're on the downhill half of the regular season right now when it comes to either record, RPI, rankings. You are where you want to be. Well, yeah, you couldn't ask for too much more. I mean, obviously, we would have liked to got the third goal at Santa Clara. But, you know, we've had a great year and we're just trying to take one game at a time and and uh, not worry too much about what other people are doing or RPI or rankings. Uh, it just matters what we're going to do on, uh, you know, on a Wednesday night against Pepperdine. That's really all that matters right now in the season, so that's what we'll focus on. After five of six away from home, time for a three-game homestand. That's true. I didn't realize we were five of six. So, yes, we are very anxious to play at Southfield again in front of our fans. Okay, good luck against the Waves. Coach, we'll talk to you post-match. Awesome, thanks.
That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Coming up next, Cougar Pre-Match Live continues as we hear from freshman midfielder Ellie Mon. This is live coverage of BYU women's soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good evening once again from Breezy and Brisk Southfield on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, home of the best attendance numbers in NCAA Division I women's soccer. The Cougs come in too tonight, averaging better than 4,100 fans per home game. It'll be tough to hit that number tonight. It's a cold night. BYU, by the way, the only team averaging over 3,000 in home attendance right now. The gap between the Cougs and number two is a sizable one. I'm Greg Rubel. Once again with me is former Cougar Avery Walker. You are tuned to us tonight on the new skin BYU Sports Network. We are heard on our flagship station, BYU Radio, 107.9 FM. On the Cougars app, the BYU Cougars app, and at BYUCougars.com slash live radio, as well as ESPN 960 AM and the ESPN 960 app. You can hear the radio broadcasts and highlights on demand as well via the BYU Women's Soccer Podcast and at BYUradio.org. By any measure, BYU is one of the best teams in all of college soccer. Ten wins and a draw in 11 matches. 31 goals scored, only five against. Six wins and a draw in seven away matches. Two wins and a draw against ranked teams. Very good RPI and so on and so on. So it's a bit of a nitpick in trying to find something anything BYU needs to work on but if there is something it's maybe been the BYU starts of late the Cougars have conceded the opening goal in each of the last two matches after scoring first in each of the first nine games of the season BYU scored only three first half goals over the last six matches and BYU's taken a lead to halftime only once in the last six matches now yes BYU's been a dominant second half team 21 of 31 goals scored have come after the break but Avery if BYU could put just a little bit more back heel pressure on the opponent early a little more often we might see things really open up for this team I totally agree I know last time we were at Santa Clara together we watched uh, the the first half the Cougars just came out a little bit slow it just didn't feel like there was a lot of intensity on the field and then in the second half Alyssa Jefferson I remember the tackle she came through just you know kind of got hit she also hit pretty hard and what it did is it just kind of woke up the team and from there the Cougars were stepping up to each tackle they were winning the ball in the air and winning those 50-50 balls and really taking pride in what they were doing and I just feel like if they were to able to have one player really go in at the beginning of the game and have a big tackle or a, a, you know a big head ball in the in the middle of the pitch or maybe Sabrina makes a really big save they have to come together and, and keep that fight to keep that aggressive momentum. Well, we'll see how it shakes out tonight, early and late for BYU. Time for our pre-match player interview. And this evening, we talk with freshman midfielder Ellie Mon. As we're doing the interview, remind yourself she is a freshman. She has poise beyond her years, let's say. Uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, she scored her first college goal at Long Beach State. It was the eventual game winner. We talked about that goal as part of our conversation that begins with uh, Ellie talking about her and the team's reaction to Saturday's draw at Santa Clara. We went into it expecting what we always expect. We expect to win, you know. We went, we came in way hard, and we didn't get exactly the results we wanted to. Not a loss, but it definitely felt like a loss as a team. We came off the field, and no one was happy, obviously. We were all pretty devastated, but, you know, we took it as it was, and so now we're just looking forward to this next game. We talked about how we need to create more in offense, and as we push the ball forward, we need to, like, create more opportunities for ourselves instead of waiting for them to happen. 
and just like playing as a team in general more like we we had amazing like amazing opportunities in the Santa, um, Santa Clara game but we never we didn't really put one in the back of the net like the very end we what, what we really needed to do yeah. so we're just our plan is just come out come out this game we take it as it is and we're moving on so we're we learned a lot and we're ready to go in that game you're down a goal really early and you're down two nil then to get back in it before halftime you're involved in that play how did you see that goal the way it uh, way it occurred from your vantage point you started it off <laughs> uh you know it was honestly just it it was hard work you know we the ball was bouncing around in the box and it was it really at that point it just comes down to who wants it more like who who's willing to put put everything out there mm-hmm. and that ball was pinging around Jamie saved the ball from going out of bounds an amazing save that was incredible on the end and line. yep right yeah. on the end line it was about to go out and she like backwards kicked it she needs to teach me how to do that but mm-hmm. um yeah we and then Ashton just put it away it was right in the middle of everything and it was a great great goal just drive that's what it was once you guys got the second goal I'm sure you felt the third was coming, and so to not get the full three points probably felt like you said a bit of a letdown. Yeah, definitely. We uh, towards the end of the game, we definitely had most of the momentum. Um, we got kind of tired at the very end, but we and we honestly all felt like it was coming. We talked about it after the game, you know, to go down two goals, come back, and tie and we tied two two. And we the whole last part of the game, we thought that goal was coming, and it never came. So we're hungry for this game. We're going to score a lot of goals today. Okay. Almost two weeks ago, you scored your first BYU career goal. Even though you've been contributing up until that point, does scoring take it up a notch? Yeah, you know what? Scoring that first goal, it takes a lot of pressure off you. You know, you get it. now. Now I just feel like I'm in a flow. Like I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. I'm. My teammates make it a lot easier for me out there on the field. So I'm just. I'm just there to. It feels so good to be part of the team. It's great culture on the team. So I'm happy to be here. Okay. How do you view your role on the team? Um, you know, when I'm not getting as many minutes as I want. You know, it's it's there's a lot to do with how you come off the bench. You know, it's a lot about attitude and about how you see like the game going onto the field. You know, you want to encourage your teammates. You want to be there for them. Everyone's hungry to get out on the field, so you just gotta put your arms around each other and just say we're here to do the same thing. We're a team, and so we're all. I mean, we all have the same same goal. So I, for me, it's just you know encouraging everyone else. And when I get my opportunity, I'm gonna do what I can for the team. You've been with the team a little longer than most of the other freshmen because you got in early. How did you do that? Um, you know what? School. I graduated early. It was, it was hard school. You know, <laughs> schoolwork. Senior year, I missed out on a lot of stuff in se- senior year, but it was honestly so worth it. Coming in, meeting all the girls, I have a relationship with all the girls on the team, and it's just it's so it's so awesome. This the culture on this team. I'm not kidding. The culture on this team is amazing. We enjoy every moment together. Mm. We have so much fun all together, and. I'm so happy I came early, came early, got to work, and it's paying off. So, You were at Weber High School, right? Yep, Weber High. <laughs> Take us back to when you got the BYU offer. Um, so I got, I got offered in ninth grade, and <laughs> I um, honestly, it was so surreal. I've always wanted to come to BYU, so it was such a, like, as soon as I got offered, I was like, yes, this is where I want to be. This is, like, great atmosphere. I could already tell by being around the girls a little bit through camps and stuff and it was just such a great opportunity I couldn't imagine not being here today. Fast forwarding now to Pepperdine and beyond uh, you've already played a tough league opener with Santa Clara Pep's right there in terms of teams expected to contend for the conference you guys get right off the bat uh, two very stern tests that kind of tells you where you stand doesn't it? Yeah it definitely does we had a great and hard um, preseason so 
Pepperdine and Santa Clara right off the bat. You know, we're we're setting the tone for these next games. We're and we're we're just here to win. We're here to we're here to win and we're here to play together as a team. So it's gonna be great, great opportunity. Even though you're fully focused on, on Pep of course and the league chase, how much in the back of your mind is that NCAA tournament, knowing all that this team is expected to do here in November and beyond? You know what? I feel like everyone wants it so bad here, but we're just trying to keep it one step at a time. We're focusing on one game at a time. And ultimately, I think that's how we, we get to the end, really. We we all want it so bad, and we're all here for it. So, we're, But we're just taking it one step at a time and doing what we can while we're in the moment. Sounds good. Ellie, good talking to you. Good luck against the Waves and the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. Go Cougs. That is BYU freshman midfielder Ellie Mon. And Cougar pre-match live continues from Southfield right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pre-match live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Brubel. All right, so back inside Southfield in Provo, where tonight the sixth-ranked BYU Cougars seek to end a run of futility against the Pepperdine Waves. The visitors from Malibu are on a three-match win streak against the Cougars. BYU's won only one of the last five meetings. BYU comes into tonight's match as the as one of only two unbeaten teams in, in all the land. And tonight, the Cougs open a three-game homestand. The Waves roll in on back-to-back wins, but are playing only their third true away match of this season, so BYU much more battle-tested that way. We'll see how the Waves respond tonight. Coach Tim Ward is in his 22nd season as the Waves head coach. There was some time before the NCAA membership for him as well, leading Pepperdine. And I spoke with uh, Tim a short time ago here at Southfield about this uh, run of success, three wins in a row over BYU. That's to which uh, all WCC teams aspire. Yeah, I didn't know that stat. So um, I used to be a stats guy, but not anymore. Um, well, first of all, I always say I'm a huge Jen Rockwood fan and what she does and her staff do with this program. So every single year, top notch, just top notch, so good for the West Coast Conference. Um, and so, as I said, so much respect for what they do. So we know we have to be at our very, very best. And um, it's, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I think our girls get up for big games. We've sort of proven that this year already with the schedule. We don't. I mean, I don't know if I'm, I'm – I'm not sure if I'm the sharpest tool in the shed because we go so big with our non-conference schedule that sometimes it might dent our confidence um, because there, it might be nice to play a game or two where you're just slamming four or five goals, but we, we don't have those games necessarily. Um, but I do know that we believe that we've played about a – you know, there's there's not a team we're going to see that's better than what we've seen. But we know tonight that BYU is going to be about as good as what we've seen. So, you know, we just got to show up and compete and with the the right amount of respect. You know, not too much, but not too little. And and hope that when we get our moments, that we capitalize. And if we do that, we've got a shot. And if we if we don't, we also know the result on the other side. So we've lost this game. We've won this game. And. Yeah, we're, it's gonna. It's usually a good game. This will be your 12th match of the season. After tonight, half of the 12 will have been against ranked teams. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, when you put these schedules two or three years out, you don't know. You don't know how good the opposition is going to be. But I always schedule in a way that I love. Being, I'm 27 years on the job, or 26 years, and so I just like big games. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the games that, as a coach, you remember. Definitely, as a player, um, they love. The, I mean, our girls lo- love this game. Um, we don't see these kinds of crowds in Southern California. We just don't. And so great stage to perform on. Um, like I said, win, draw, or, or lose, you have this opportunity really in front of a national audience to show people what you're all about. And I think that's how we frame it for them. 
you showed a lot of people already what you're all about in uh, beating Stanford at your place. What a win. Yeah, that's crazy. Paul Ratcliffe and I used to play uh, four or five years on the same semi-pro team. No, he, he's a year older than I am. I, I look up to Paul in that when I was in high school. He was on a rival high school, and he's always been an amazing player and a, and a very, very, very good coach. And so um, that, that was one of those days where we got an early goal and defended for our lives up. yeah yeah, yeah. and um, but what a team that is and it's yeah it was a I think deep down when we got that result for our girls we say well you know um, maybe on the day you can you can nick just about anybody so it was a real confidence booster because to be fair we started 1-3-1 and one, not the ideal start and we were in every game by the way we had we'd been playing well but we had some injuries and we had to make some early season changes to some positions we didn't think we'd have to change and then once we found our way, I think we're 4-1-1 one, one in our last six games. Not bad, and especially against the schedule we played. So. And, and, and the notion of being in every game, nine of your 11 matches to this point are either one-goal games or draws, and so yeah. you're playing nail-biters kind of game in, game yeah, out. Yeah, I think for our girls, they're, they're used to that, the cardiac kids, whatever you want to call them. But, um, again, it's not that we like it that way, but we are used to it. And so we just we always say seasons are defined by games games are defined by moments and so we go moment by moment and just try to do the very very best we can in each moment and then at the end of it hopefully our collective moments will get us the result we need or want in the mix of ranked teams you face this year where does BYU kind of fit in well um I don't know I guess I'll know more after tonight but I think from what I've seen they're they're so potent offensively and um they're always so athletic so organized um I don't know it's it's funny I we've seen a lot of different styles Mm. So within the ranked teams we've played, like Washington State is the tallest team I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think their average height was 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, and um, I think they had also their coach was telling me after the game he does a really nice job. They have a bunch of fifth-year seniors and maybe even a sixth-year. So a very old team, but, mm-hmm. but tall. Um, Vanderbilt, tall, athletic, played 3'5'2". Texas A&M, a lot like Vandy, 3'5'2". Right. Illinois, pretty good, 4-4-2 flat in the midfield. Stanford, 4-3-3, you know, seven youth national team players. Mm. UCLA, 4-3-3, 4-4-2. Every team has, yeah, we've seen it all. Yeah. So, like I said, um, and even last week against Portland, very, very good. Um, very good. I think Portland's taken a big step forward with their squad this year. So, uh, we'll know more, I mean, uh, but I think BYU does it a little differently. I really, they have just such a, um, how do I say it? They have such an... Uh, I guess they have, a, they have a real sense of who they are. That's what I see when I watch them on tape. I'm like, that team knows who they are and who they're not. And I think that's a sign of a great team, to play to your strengths. And so I think we're up for a big, big test tonight. Okay. And then finally, where are you strongest right now with your team? Um, I don't know. I think, I think what's always defined Pepperdine teams, besides having some really individually talented players, is our, our team spirit. I really believe that's been the glue that's allowed us to get special results not only this year but in years past i think they play for hard for each other uh, we play for a higher purpose um you know we we know that god has something amazing in store for this group and we always say all right whatever you know whatever however we're supposed to show up tonight we want to play in a way that honors not just our university and our, our alumni and our parents but we want to play in a way that honors god so you know we just we we sort of let it we know he's in control of all of it so Always great to hear from you in these pregame conversations. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Best of luck tonight and the rest of the season. All right. Thank you so much. That is Pepperdine Waves head coach Tim Ward. And time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. Here's tonight's rules question. May the player taking the penalty kick go outside the penalty area to do so? Hmm. The answer is coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick as Cougar Pre-Match Live continues from Southfield and Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Brubel. Back at Southfield in Provo, BYU and Pepperdine coming up, starting lineups momentarily. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question. May a player taking a penalty kick go outside the penalty area to do so? And the ruling is yes. After the signal, the player may go outside the penalty area to take a longer run at the ball, though he or she cannot demand that the opponents give a clear path. So you can be a pain if you want and say, yeah, you can get a long run, but you've got to go around me. But you can take a long run if you want. There you go. That's Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.